0: debt snowball, debt avalanche, debt consolidation, balance transfer, net worth, liability. What are all these terms? Speak English, please, right? I feel you. Financial language is so unnecessarily convoluted for absolutely no reason. Financial advisors and banks are using all these jargon. Meanwhile, you're out here being like, listen, I just wanna pay off my debt. English, please. Tell me how, that's all I wanna know. Don't use all these big words. I don't understand and you don't even bother explaining it. In this episode, I do that. I tell you how, and in addition to that, I also tell you how I paid off $68,000 worth of my debt. Get this, in three years. Yes, y'all, three years. In three years, guys, I paid off $68,000 worth of debt. If I can do it, so can you. This podcast is for you if you are struggling with debt and you don't know how to get your head out of this debt water. You're drowning. So this is for you. Share it with a friend who you know can benefit from this, a sister, a broski, whoever you know can benefit from this content and improve their personal finance, eliminate debt. Take hold of your freedom, take hold of your future with the Financial Savvy Girl. Welcome financially savvy people in this episode episode four this is your girl Aki the financially savvy girl podcast we share how I paid off $68,000 worth of debt in three years so this is the podcast where we mind our money business by learning, improving our personal finance, eliminate debt and create wealth. I'm so excited for this episode. A lot of people have been asking me uh, to do this episode and I'm super, super excited about it. And I know that you can benefit and will benefit from the content that will be shared on this episode. So make sure that you listen up, that you share it with a friend and that we just keep the wealth of information uh, distributed and shared so that all of our personal finance can improve. So I want to start this episode uh, by sharing with you something that I read. I was reading the Financial Post, and I stumbled upon an article with what I consider to be quite alarming statistics. And I just want to share these stats with you before we even dive deeper into the uh, episode. So based on a survey that was conducted and posted by the Financial Post, the number of Canadians who are $200 or less away from financial insolvency at month end, so at the end of every month, has jumped to 46%. Guys, 46% percent of Canadian are living $200 or less away from financial insolvency. That is a no joke. And this number has jumped to 46%. It used to be 40%. And essentially, the article spoke about one of the main reasons is the increase of interest rate Uh, You know, we know that interest rate have been rising according to uh, polls. And since 2017, particularly, we have seen an increase uh, in interest rate. And that has just further perpetrate uh, the essential risk of bankruptcy and insolvency for Canadians. Um, So that's a big alarming statistic. And the survey conducted also found that 31% of Canadians say that they don't make enough to cover their bills and debt payment, uh, up 7% point from the poll that was done prior to that. So even that, the number of Canadian reporting that their income is simply not enough to pay off their bills and pay off their debt has also increased. So the results uh, are quite alarming. And uh, in addition to that, I also read that 51% of people responding to uh, the survey uh, said that they felt uh, that the pinch of the interest rate increase uh, has really, really, um, you know, they really feel the pinch. Like it has really put them in a big financial uh, precarious situation. So higher interest rates combined with household expenses that outweigh income mean that some are really just unable to make end meets uh, and are not really finding ways to meaningfully reduce uh, their debt. So this is even more so of a reason why we have this podcast, why financial literacy is simply no longer an option. We need to take control over finance, and we must do that early, uh, by all means necessary. You know, essentially, it has to be now. The actions have to be now, not tomorrow. And I don't share this information with you to scare you. By all means, not at all. It's just the reality of the matter. And debt is crippling. It cripples people. You know, and lack of financial savviness will keep you in debt. You know, so we need to find ways where we can improve it, where you can improve your personal finance, and you can essentially get your head above the water and start breathing just a little bit better, more comfortably. Get to a place of comfort and get to a place um, of security, and then build your way to a place of financial freedom and not even stop there and even get to a place of abundance, you know, where you're able to do a lot more than what you had even anticipated. Um, So that's the stats. And, you know, for me, I had found it really alarming. And um, I'm going to share with you uh, in this episode, something that I've never actually really shared out loud, uh, the particulars, is really how I paid off uh, my debt. Uh, Particularly, you know, as you know, if you follow me on my Instagram at financially underscore Savvy Girl, you know that um, I paid off $100,000 worth of debt, but I wanna really focus on how I paid off $68,000 worth of that $100,000 in three years. And the reason why I'm focusing on the $68,000 uh, $68, is because that is essentially when my intentional financial um, journey started, financial, personal finance journey and financial freedom journey started. That's when I changed my mindset. Uh, that's when I renewed my mind, my blueprint, and I really started tackling the debt um, with a financial uh, clarity financial literacy better understanding and that's how I was able to pay off so much money in such a short period of time three years so I want to focus on that uh, because the $32,000 prior uh Prior to that, I had paid it off, but it took me so many years to try to pay that off. And the reason why, and it took way more than three years. Like, I kid you not, $32,000, I think I paid it in a total of like six years. It's actually, I don't want to say ridiculous. I find it ridiculous today. I found it absolutely normal back then. But I promise you that if you're intentional, you can pay it off so much sooner. And the reason why I find it ridiculous today is because I spent so many of those years paying interest as opposed to really paying down the debt because I didn't quite understand, you know, even the difference between the two. So I was just making the payments that was re- the payment that were required, uh, the minimum payment and whatnot. And just trying to keep my head above water and, okay, make the minimum payment, live YOLO and so on and so forth. Now, <laughs> it's not until I understood the impact of paying more of the principal than just the interest and really, uh, you know, adopting some of the um, methods that we're going to talk about that I really became intentional about paying off the debt. And that's how I was able to buckle down and pay off $68,000 worth of the debt in just three years. So um, how did I even start, you know? And I always talk about, before I even get there, Um, I always say that debt elimination frees you to a path towards financial freedom because the reality of the matter is your net worth is uh, calculated by um, your asset minus your liability and your liability includes your debt. So you cannot just say, you know, I'm worth this amount because I have a home that is worth this amount. No, you have to um deduct the mortgage from that home you have to deduct all the other Loans and debt that you have, personal liability debts that you have that are impacting the value of your net worth. So if you're busy just investing or buying homes, but then you're just letting your debt sit there and accumulate in interest, you are in essence, not really strategically increasing your net worth because those liabilities are not going away and they're affecting your net worth. Okay, so how did I do it? Um, I started to be perfectly honest with you by listing all of my accounts. You know, you, you may have an idea of what your debts are, you know, that you owe OSAP, you know, you owe, um, you know, you know, you have a credit card with uh, Scotia Bank or BMO or whatever it may be, um, but you may not, Necessarily know exactly to the T how much you owe, what's the limit, uh, what's the outstanding balance for this loan, what's the interest rate. I want you to find out all of that information because if you're going to be intentional about paying off your debt, you need to be informed and know what exactly is the extent of the liability that is weighing on your shoulder. So um, list all all the debt so i listed all my my accounts including minimum amounts owed for each uh, debt i also included the total amount owed so the minimum amount is essentially what they're saying you should be paying on a monthly basis. list that in there i want you to list as well the total amount that you owe on the debt so per debt you need to do this And also what's the interest rate that is charged on that specific debt. So make sure that you have that information for each and every one of the debt. If you don't know the information by by hand, just call the creditors, call the credit card company or whatever the debt may be, call OSAP, find out the information. It's easily accessible and they can tell you right away what these information are by simply calling them and uh, my focus was first when after I listed all that I just kind of want to tell you in terms of my mindset you know my focus was first to pay off the revolving high interest credits Uh, so for me those were essentially my credit cards Uh, so revolving uh, debt is debt you know that you are paying and then you can use again and those usually have a huge impact on your credit score and um, so revolving debts like credit cards line of credits those are considered essentially revolving debt and I was determined to pay off the ones with high interest rate which were essentially the credit cards and at the time I had three credit cards ask me why. I don't know. Anyways, stupidity behavior. It's okay. I'm over it. I've accepted it. I had three credit cards and um, the good thing about them, however, was that they were not too high. Uh, and let's just backtrack a little bit. Why do I say stupidity? I mean, I'm not saying people who have three credit cards are stupid, but to me, it was stupid on my part to have it. Uh, because I frankly, in my humble opinion, just do not believe that you need to have so many credit cards. Like I just don't believe that you do, especially if you're struggling with debt. And uh, yeah, no, you just don't need to have all these credit cards. So you, you got to take that into control. So um, they they were not too high, except for one. I had for for $5,000. I think that was the highest. It's always been the highest credit card that I have. Uh, I had a $1,000 credit card as well um, and another $1,000 credit card. And the interest rate for for those credit cards were 19.9%. I think I even had one from when I was in school that was like 22% which is absolutely ridiculous and that was one of the uh, thousand dollar debt so i started by paying that off Uh, so essentially in terms of which method uh, i chose you know the avalanche method or the debt snowball method i ended up doing the debt avalanche method uh which was also a combination with the snowball method. And the reason why I say that is um, because my mindset was to pay off the high interest rate debt, which is essentially the avalanche method, that's what it tells you to do. Uh, But at the same time as well, my highest interest uh, debt was also my lowest owing debt, right? So $1,000. So in essence, it fell under the snowball method, but it was really the avalanche method. So I benefited from both um, methods in the sense that because it was uh, a smaller amount debt, I was able to benefit from the instant gratification Uh, The emotional feeling good effect that the uh, snowball method um, allows you to do and to feel when you're paying off debt and you gain momentum in that fashion. Uh, But because it was also the highest interest rate debt that I was paying off, um, then I was also able to benefit from the avalanche method, which... Um, allowed me to essentially at that point pay less in interest and pay more of my debt in the long run. Let's talk a bit about the difference between the debt snowball method and the avalanche method. So the debt snowball method, which has been popularized by Dave Ramsey, uh, would have you pay the minimum payment on each debt but make additional payment on the smallest debt that you have. So for each of those debt that you have listed as a debt that you owe, you will make the minimum payment on each of those debts to automate it, make those minimum payment. But in addition to that, uh, pick essentially the smallest owing debt of the list and tackle it with, you know, full force. In addition to paying, the minimum payment, you are also paying uh, off that debt by making additional payment on a monthly basis towards that debt. So, for example, let's say that your smallest debt is $1,000, um, like mine was. And let's say that just for argument's sake, the minimum payment was $100. So you are making that $100 minimum payment, but you're not just stopping there. You are making an additional, let's say, $200 per month towards that uh, debt as well. So in total, you are making $300 payment per month towards that debt, which is $200 above the asking price of the minimum payment. So when you're doing that, you are contributing a lot more towards the principal than just focusing on paying off the interest, uh, which means that in three and a half months, you are essentially done paying off that debt. Right? Was it thousand dollar? You're paying three hundred dollar per month. So three and a half months, you're done paying off that debt, and then you take you tackle the second smallest debt on your list so this is still the snowball method so essentially you tackle the uh, second smallest debt on the list you were already making minimum payment on that debt as well but now the additional two hundred dollars that you were making as an additional payment towards that first debt that you finished paid off you add it towards your second debt that you're not paying off. In addition to that $200, you are also adding the $100 minimum payment that you are making towards that first debt that you've paid off. So the total amount of $300 that you were paying towards that first debt that is now paid off, you snowball it into the second debt to accelerate paying that second debt. And you continue doing that until and snowballing into the next state and into the next uh, debt, rather, until you essentially pay off all of your debt. And the snowball method, as indicated, is, you know. Uh, instant gratification because you see the result. You see, oh my God, I've paid off $300. Oh my God, my debt is at $700. This is wonderful. It makes you gain momentum. It, you know, appeal to the emotional side of uh, the human being that we are and we like to see results. It keeps us motivated. Uh, And it has been known to be the most effective method for that reason. Uh, but there's also the debt uh, avalanche method, which will have you pay off instead of the smallest debt, like the snowball method, the debt avalanche method will have you pay off the highest interest rate debt first, regardless of what the amount of the debt is. So it doesn't matter what's the amount of the debt. It could be $50,000, $100,000. It could be dollars. It could be $500. You pay off the highest interest rate debt first. And um, you throw all of your financial resources into that debt and you just focus on paying it off regardless of how long it takes you. You just pay that off and you're intentional about it. Then you move, after you've paid that off, you move into paying the next highest interest rate debt after that. The preference between the two method is truly up to you depending on the type of person that you are. If you need to see that instant gratification, the thought of seeing the debt go down and be eliminated fast helps you keep, you know, helps to keep you motivated, then the debt snowball method is best suited for you. And uh, that's why it's known as the most effective method in any event because it really factors in the human nature and the relationship that as humans we have with debt and how it affects us, right? So it takes that into consideration and that's why people are a lot more effective with the snowball method because they see the result and it keeps the momentum going, If however, you are more of an analytical, uh, logical person and you don't need that instant gratification, you can stay focused and disciplined and uh, then the debt avalanche method could be best suited for you. Truth is, it is the most logical way of paying debt because by tackling the highest interest rate debt Uh, it causes you to pay less in interest in the long run, right? Because you're not just focusing on paying the smallest debt while letting bigger interest accrue on your high interest debt, right? So you're not just doing that. So that is why the avalanche method is known as the most uh, logical way of paying debt, And the uh, best way in the long run of paying debt. But it is not, unfortunately, known as the most effective way because, you know, oftentimes those high interest rate debt are big debts and people find it really hard to stay motivated. So they'll start kind of like a diet, you know, they'll put themselves on that diet. And then they'll just fall off the wagon and they, they you know, they, they find it hard to really keep the momentum going because they don't see the debt coming down fast enough. And uh, so it really motivate people and so on and so forth. But if you're focused, disciplined, you don't need that instant gratification. You don't have that emotional attachment and you, you, you can do the avalanche method then more power to you go for it and do it if it's best suited for you so all this to say the method that you choose between those two is really up to you and you got to be honest with yourself like I always say in this personal finance journey you just have to be naked and frankly just absolutely honest with yourself As I said for me I ended up doing a bit of both I paid off the highest interest rate debt first which in essence uh, coincided with also being my smallest debt uh, the credit card which um, you know ended up being a combination of the avalanche and the snowball method then I tackled the student loan forcefully because I had a high income and I was intentional about getting rid of the debt at that point, I was able to tackle it. Let me tell you guys, it was not easy despite having a high income. Okay, I had to get rid of my condo. I and these are just sacrifices, you have to make certain sacrifices for you to see, and these are small term sacrifices for you to really see long term effect. So, what did I have to do to do this? I got rid of my condo, I moved back to Ottawa, and get this, guys, I didn't just move back to Ottawa, I moved back to my parents' home home okay yes i moved back to the rent for a whole whole year the rent meaning parents not rent as in paying rent because you know that was the whole point of moving to the parents so that i would not have to pay rent thank god for my parents i love them thank you so because i wasn't paying mortgage or rent or any of that anymore while living with my parents and i lived there for a whole year I focused on putting my income towards my student loan, like aggressively, I tell you. So, no mortgage payment, nothing, just tackling the debt. I did that for the entire year, and that was a huge, huge boost in paying up. So, at that point in time, when I moved back, as I mentioned, I still had the $68,000. I had already paid. worth of it. Now I was tackling the $68,000 and that was part of my decision to move back and live at home with the parents and not move back to Ottawa and get myself a fancy place or anything like that. No, I just wanted to, you know, buckle up and really focus on that. So I did that for a year. Then, uh, I purchased the home after that and, um, the purchase of the home, even at that, I did purchase a home. I felt that the timing was proper for me to do that. The market was good, and the prices for homes in Ottawa uh, was relatively steady and good. And you know, there were words at the at the time that it was going to increase, which thank God I didn't really wait because it did tremendously increase. Uh, I purchased the home, but part of the sacrifice I didn't move into the home by myself. So, I purchased this home prior to getting married, but I didn't move in by myself. I moved in with my best friend and my cousin. And by splitting the mortgage that way, uh, we were able to, you know, each sort of pay a portion of it. And as a result of that, I was able to still put a big chunk of my money, my earned income, into the debt. So I continued focusing aggressively to pay up the debt. I had, in essence, at that point, a little over $50,000 remaining uh, from the actual uh, student loan. I also had, uh, however, uh, approximately $15,000. Yes, it was $15,000 remaining Uh, to pay off a BMW that I had at the time, uh, the car. And uh, I had $3,000 remaining to pay off from the $5,000 credit card that I had. Um, So in essence, when you add that up, that's what was the total for the $68,000 worth of debt. So... In three years' time, from that point forward, I paid it off. I paid off that $68,000 worth of debt. It was not easy. It was hard. Probably the hardest thing that I have done so far. Well, no, beside giving birth. Yes. Because, um, yeah, no, giving birth is another story. But, anyways, that's how we're, what we're talking about. So, it was hard because it required discipline it just dis- required focus some level of tunnel vision on this goal I had to be like tunnel vision like k- keeping my eyes on this goal keeping my eyes on the prize, just completely determined to pay it off and my big motivation my big reason why is because I wanted to be debt-free I wanted to be debt-free I was like you know what I want to be debt-free I'm not caring this debt issue, uh, in my thirties, I am just not doing this. I'm getting rid of this in my twenties. I don't want to hear about this. I don't want to hear about student loans or anything like that anymore. I have paid my dues and my price and it's time to just get rid of this and start my life the proper way. Um, so because I was so focused and my mindset was in the right place and I had a Uh, you know, adopt sort of a ton of vision to this goal, I was able to really discipline myself and get it done. Uh, I truly believe that my financial freedom was going. I really did believe that it was going to start with becoming debt-free, like no joke. And it really did. Becoming debt-free for me meant releasing myself from this burden on my shoulder that I had been carrying since... My early 20s and to really free myself to allow my earned income to start working for me so if you're sitting there with debt and you're telling yourself well I don't have a high income how can I pay off debt don't worry I'm gonna give you some options to do that as well Uh, but I challenge you regardless to really increase your income, when and where you can, side hustle, get a second job, do what you have to do, and really just tackle paying off those debt as much as you can. Especially if you don't have, you know, children or uh, someone else to take care of or anything at that point in your life, this is really the time for you to focus and get this done. And um, so. Ways for you to do that, just be intentional about why you are doing this. You know, set yourself an annual goal to reach. For me, mine was to pay off twenty-two dollars uh, to $23,000 worth of the $68,000 debt every year. So that was my uh, annual goal. So I knew that I wanted to pay off the $68,000, but I had set myself, you know what, every year. For the next three years, I'm going to pay off twenty-two to twenty-three thousand dollars worth of that debt. So it's important for you to set those monthly targets, Uh, but it's also important, secondly, for you to give yourself a deadline to pay off the total debt. And obviously, you can always revisit that deadline, but try to be as you know accountable. Towards yourself as much as you can and be strict on on that deadline and really aim to reach that So for me that deadline was in three years. I'm going to pay off that sixty eight thousand dollars and To do that every year. I will pay off twenty two to twenty three thousand dollars worth of that debt uh, Put money towards that and just focus on paying that off and making sacrifices where sacrifices needed to be made, not eating out as much, not shopping as much, really minimizing my expenses, uh, minimizing my 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 living expenses. That's why I had roommates as well, and really focusing on paying that off and uh when you live below your means you change your lifestyle while you're paying off your debt less expense uh you you know moving in with your parents if right now you are living the same city as your parents and you have the possibility of doing that those are all those small sacrifices that i say that ends up paying off in the long run Get a side hustle, a second job to pay down the debt. Discipline yourself to put all your income, earn from that side hustle or second job towards paying off your debt and just do it automatically. Don't even allow yourself. To like really benefit from those paycheck, just take the money and transfer towards your debt. Take you take the money and transfer towards your debt, and track it. And you know, in the journey, you know, reward yourself here and there. You know, track down your payment, track down how your debt is reducing, and you know, be proud of yourself. This is all so very important. Um, as I said before, I had struggled before to pay down just the $32,000. It took me years to pay that down because I was not intentional, I was not disciplined, I was not financially literate, and it ended up costing me a lot in interest payment. uh, As opposed to when I became uh, more disciplined, financially uh, literate and aware, and really took my personal finance into my own hands, And look at the huge difference with the small sacrifices that I had made with the huge investment in my personal finance knowledge and education. I was able to pay down that $68,000 in less, tremendously less (laughs) the amount of time that it took me to pay $32,000. So seriously, I promise you that it works, guys. I'm not telling you something that I didn't go through that I didn't do. I went through it and I did it. When you have a goal in mind and you put your words, your action, and your mind into achieving it, you will achieve it. And even if some months you do not meet your target, just recalibrate. Don't give up. Readjust yourself for the next month. Like honestly, become your biggest cheerleader in this journey. I will be your second biggest cheerleader. Email me. Let me know how I can help, no problem. I can be your second biggest cheerleader, your accountability partner, You know, help you through the journey just to keep you motivated, come up with plans and ways for you to pay off those debt, no problem at all. Just email me at financiallysavvygirl at gmail.com and let me know how I can be of help, but it's important for you to be your biggest cheerleader. So once I paid all that off, That is really when my net worth started to truly have value, you know. That is when I stopped just making all this money and having it just go towards creditors. That's when I started using my earned income effectively as a vehicle to fuel my passive income and my portfolio income, which are my investments. So just picture how your money is freed when you have little to no debt, how now your paycheck that you're receiving, instead of paying all these debt, you're just paying for some of your fixed expenses that you have or your fixed expenses. And even at that, you're keeping it. Uh, below your means. And now you're just fueling your money into your wealth building journey, into your investments, into your uh, passive income, whatever it may be, Um, you know, real estate, whatever it may be. Now you're just fueling that. So uh, next week, I will talk more about the investments and, and, you know, sort of uh, how I focus into that and how I tackle that, how I started and where I am now and my you know my net worth to date and so on and so forth. But for this week, you know I just really wanted to focus on the debt because to be honest with you, I can't really truly talk to you about net worth if you don't focus to put a plan to eliminate your liabilities aka your debts. Uh, so the rule of thumb, Any debt that is 6% or higher, you should pay that off before aggressively investing. Like if you have a debt, you know, when you have that list of debt, any debt that you have on that list where the interest rate is 6% or higher, pay that off. Pay that off because there's no point for you to invest in a vehicle that gives you 7-8% interest rate return. When you have this debt of six, seven, eight, nine, ten, nineteen point nine percent interest that is accruing, you are not winning. You are not benefiting. You are paying more in interest than you are making in interest in your investment, and it's simply not a wise thing to do. It's kind of counterproductive, and uh, you don't want to do that. So, I focused on paying off, you know, any debt that was six percent or higher. And I did that. I completely took care of the high interest debt, and then I tackled my uh, the remaining, as well of my uh, of my my loan, which was less than six percent. But I just wanted to get it done because I just didn't want to deal with student loan anymore. But I should be transparent with you and letting you know it doesn't mean that I had no investment whatsoever. I did have um, what we call the registered pension plan that I was contributing even when I was paying off my debt. And this is essentially, I stopped at that moment in time when I aggressively started paying off my debt. I stopped contributing in my RRSP, register uh, plan, but I continued contributing in my registered pension plan, RPP. The reason why is because my RPP plan Uh, is uh, a a pension plan that my employer matches my contribution to a hundred percent hundred percent of what I contribute it's matched by the employer and this is all pre-tax dollar so it was beneficial for me not to slow that down or to stop paying that for a period of time because I would have missed out on not just my contribution but also a match from the employer which Uh, You know, when I did the cost uh, effect analysis as to whether or not it was better off to just stop paying that, investing in that and just paying off my debt, it didn't add up because I was making so much more money in that investment. So again, it's that mindset of knowing, you know, what is benefiting you more. So I continue paying that. But aside from that, I was putting all my money in the debt so if you are fully gain gainfully employed and you do have your employer matching your contribution you want to still take advantage of that because that is good money that's benefiting you um, what else so aside from paying off the debt uh, when I picked up a good momentum in paying off the debt that is when after a year of being with my parents, that's when I had purchased the home. But again, as I mentioned, I continued to pay down and off the debt by uh, living in the home with uh, roommates, which uh, offset uh, the cost of um, the, uh, the mortgage uh, for me. So option to consider when you're paying off your debt. So you wanna, we spoke about the snowball method. We spoke about the avalanche method. Um, I wanna briefly talk to you as well about the balance transfer. Let's say that Bank B would uh, allows you to transfer the amount that you owe to Bank A. Uh, for no interest rate payment for a promotional period of time then that's definitely something that you want to consider be mindful there's usually a fee for that and always inquire with your bank if that's a possibility or not essentially it's not the same bank as where you owe the uh, the debt right the the credit card it's you know another bank so that's why it's bank b not bank a And uh, this method could work really well for you if you don't have a high income and you kind of want to just for a period of time um, minimize the or eliminate the interest on the debt that you're owing so that you can accelerate payments during that period of time where there's no interest or little interest or reduced interest. And uh, this really helps. But it's important for you, if you do the balance transfer, for you to really focus on paying off as much as you can during that promotional period because it's not going to be no interest forever. <laughs> you know, it's going to be for just a promotional period of time. So you want to ask those questions for how long is the promotional period of time? Shop around a little bit and um, you know, know what are the fees associated with that and find the best option uh, for the transfer, the balance transfer for you. And in addition to the balance transfer, there's also the debt consolidation. Let's say that you have multiple credit cards, line of credits, d- different payment due dates, and you're just essentially overwhelmed with the amount of debt and different payment schedule that you have to and deadline that you have to remember, then you may want to consider consolidating your debt with a personal loan. Um, it's a big loan, essentially, in the amount, the total amount of your debt, and uh, because it's an installment loan and not a revolving uh, credit, uh, so it has less of an impact on your credit score. And since you're using it to pay off revolving credits that affect great greatly your credit score, then you will not only see that your credit score will improve but if you're disciplined in and know that you can pay off this higher you know uh, monthly payment now from the debt consolidation then this may be good for you but if you struggle paying off your bills and you don't think that you can keep up paying this then the method is not for you right so it's just a matter of you um, finding uh, being intentional about paying it off and finding ways that you can do so effectively. And uh, I leave you with this really. Uh, Before you start aggressively paying off debt, Make sure that you save up a $1,000. Put aside that money for emergency because guess what? It will happen. Something will happen. You will have an emergency. And instead of you losing momentum in paying off your debt by now taking money that you're supposed to pay off your debt and trying to pay for emergency car breakdown or whatever it may be if you have already put aside a thousand dollars for emergency then you can use that fund for emergencies and emergencies only of course while you are still intentional and have the resource uh to pay off your debt you know and you're not losing momentum from doing so so you put aside a thousand dollar you tackle your credit your 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 debt especially your debt with high interest or you're, you you know as much as you can and you just full force go for it and tackle it so we are you know in June you have 6 months left i know that you can do it whatever uh, goals that you had for tackling your debt for 2019 guess what this is your time mid year to reset yourself recalibrate and just really tackle it i love love you know, second, uh, you know, second quarter, essentially, just like the game that we've been watching. You know, if you were following basketball, just like the game, there's just something about the power of the second quarter. You can come out and really come out full force and really show what you're made of in the second quarter. Don't lose momentum. If you started slowly, you know, pick up pace. If you started, you know, full force first half, and you feel like you're losing momentum. Listen to this um, podcast and let it encourage you to really just keep going because you can and you will reach your 2019 debt elimination goal if you're intentional about it. So, until then, remain financially savvy and let's get rid of those debts so that you can truly start your path to financial freedom. Cheers. Make sure that you email at financiallysavvygirl at gmail.com. Make sure that you follow us on Instagram at financiallysavvygirl. And if you benefited from this podcast episode, please make sure to leave us a review. Make sure to follow for future podcasts as well. And share this with someone who can benefit from this as well. Cheers and keep on going with your personal financial journey i am rooting for you